are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your next order. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me on Twitter, at Kuka Hill NBA. You can find me over on YouTube, at Coos Barroom. You can also find me at Detroit Bad Boys, writing articles about the Pistons. And like I let you guys know at the beginning of every podcast, I was a credential media member for the 2019-2020 season, so that kind of makes me a big deal. So, First off, before we even get started the recording today, I want to apologize to everybody for not being able to record on Wednesday. That would be the 25th of May. Uh, I recently just got, I believe that day, yeah, the 25th was the day that I got the vaccine, uh, the second vaccine shot. I got the Moderna. Uh, and I definitely, right after, was just, I, I, I'll say this, I didn't get as bad as side effects as you could possibly get, like the ones I've read about or the ones I've seen friends get or the ones I've seen other people get on Twitter, etc. I, I didn't get those as bad as everyone else, so I, I guess I'm thankful for that. I'm happy that I didn't get as bad as of uh, side effects as everybody else got. But I was extremely, extremely, extremely tired. I was extremely fatigued. I, I didn't want to do anything. I couldn't do anything. Like I just spent a large chunk of my time just laying in my bed. And the next day I slept for like 10, 11 hours, uh, which would be today as I'm recording this. I slept for like 10, 11 hours, and I've just been chilling in my bed. Like the only thing you will catch me doing that I've been doing is playing video game. I've just been sitting here laying in my bed, not getting up, not moving around, uh, not not <laughs> I, like not even making myself dinner. We've been ordering food. Me and my fiance, we've been ordering food. So like we haven't, like it's just... I've been really tired, really tired, really exhausted. So, so is she. Um, like, like I said, luckily neither of us have gotten like the awful ones where like, I don't know, I, I've heard people like their bodies start to like ache really bad and they just can't, like it hurts to move and it, like all that stuff. We didn't get them as bad, but as far as like I had no energy at all. Like if I were recorded yesterday, it would have sounded like, hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. You... Yeah, and it's like that's that's what it would have sounded like if I would have tried to record yesterday. Like it would have been really bad. I just had no energy at all to do anything. So I apologize for not being able to record Wednesday. But I'm back now. I am feeling a little bit better. I have a little bit more energy, and hopefully, this is the last day I feel anything. Hopefully, I go right back to being normal. I don't. I'm not tired at all or or anything. But so on Wednesday, we were supposed to do the mailbag podcast like we do every Wednesday. But like I said, I wasn't able to do it, so we didn't weren't able to have. The Mailback Wednesday, which means we pushed it back to this podcast. It'll be releasing on Thursday of the May 27th. So we're doing the Mailbag podcast right now in this podcast. So, And that's going to, I understand like that we lose a day this week to talk about some Piston things. Uh, but there were some things that happened this week that we will get to cover next week on Monday. Uh, tomorrow on Friday, the 28th, we will still be doing the Kool-Aid segment. So make sure you guys send in your submissions for Are You Drinking the Kool-Aid? We'll still be able to do that, but... Like I said, sorry for losing 
one extra day to talk about your your Detroit Pistons with you guys. But let's go ahead and get right into the mailbag. I've talked long enough, given enough apologies. Let's go ahead and just get right into the content. So, by the way, uh, when you guys ask these questions, when you guys submit these questions, make sure you guys are very clear with what you guys are asking and not like not leaving like room for confusion. So like I'm going to start with one that was really confusing that I can't really answer. So to give you guys an uh, example. So the first question was from Joel, Joel Irvin. He says, how will Troy trade for Murray? All right. So I don't know what Murray you're talking about. I don't know uh, who you could be referencing here. I don't know if there was like a rumor or something that went around. I don't know. Like, like I, I have no clue what Murray you're talking about. I don't know if you're talking about Jamal Murray, DeJounte Murray. I, I like, I have no clue. So I can't answer that question. So make sure you guys are like submitting and being specific about what you guys are talking about. Cause I have no clue what Murray you're talking about. So I just, sorry, I can't answer that question. So next question will be from Nigel. He says, Hey Ku, how far from league expansion do you think the NBA is? So I actually think that the NBA or like, or like the uh, Woj or Shams or someone tweeted this out. Someone with some like high up source or someone well-respected tweeted out that, that the NBA was considering doing expansion draft soon or not expansion draft, but league expansion. And I think they should, I think the, so like the, the big thing, it kind of ties in with like the play in. So like the big thing with everyone was spazzing about how you're letting more teams into the playoffs. And I've mentioned this before that one of, one of the people I talked to Keith black, who's the historian of history itself. He mentioned how, like, I believe it was 1985. They expanded to eight teams with, uh, I think it was 22 teams in the NBA at that time or 24 or something like that. Either way, they didn't have 30 teams. Um, so I think now that they're expanding it to 10 teams, basically with the play-in, it's basically the playoffs. So since they're expanding it to 10 teams, I think they should go ahead and just add two teams, make it 32 teams and give like Seattle a team again. And then I don't know, um, I guess, uh, who cares? Who cares about the other one? Like Kansas City or something? I, I don't care. Um, but let's go ahead and do a league expansion. I think the league's getting really deep with talent as well. I think there's... Like I said, there's a ton of talent in the league, so I don't think the the expansion teams will be lacking like that much talent. Like I don't expect them to just be like monsters like out the gate with, when they do do it. But like, there's a ton of talent in this league. There's there's just so much from top to bottom on rosters. There's just there's there's a lot of talent. So I think that it actually would make sense now with the play in and the amount of talent that's reaching the NBA now. It's more than ever before. So I think this is a good time to go ahead and do a league expansion and basically give like these cities who have been asking for teams, Seattle, give their team back and give like another team a chance. Give like, like I said, Kansas city. I saw was one. Um, what was another one I heard? Uh, I can't think of it right now, but either way I, I do support the league expansion. I think we're getting close to that happening and I would be fully supportive of that. So next question. This one is from yeet. I'm not going to say your username because it is not appropriate. So uh, his, his name is yeet. And I'm not going to say the rest. He says, assuming we draft one of Cade, Jalen Green, Mobley, or Suggs, do you think any of those guys open the season in the starting lineup? Uh, yes, I think all four would, would. If you drafted any one of those four, I think all four of them would start in the starting lineup for the Pistons upcoming. Uh, I don't. Uh, I think that's a basic answer. I don't really need to get too in depth with that. Uh, Killian Hayes started, and he was seventh overall pick, and he's not supposed to be as nearly as talented as these guys. These guys aren't supposed to be. These guys are supposed to be like top tier of the draft. And five, like I've said many times, from what I've read, it's supposed to be five deep at the top of the draft. So if you get your hands on any one of those guys, I assume that they're all, they all should start whoever 
drafts any of them. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty basic answer. Next question. This one's actually an NBA-related question. Now, I understand this is a Piston podcast, but if you guys want to submit questions about the NBA, the playoffs, the uh, a different team, an all-time player, like if you guys want to ask anything, even a personal question to me, you guys can ask literally all of them. So it, it doesn't have to be only Pistons. Any, so anyways, this one's from JT Olsen. He says, well, where will Kevin Durant rank among the all-time great players when his career is done, top five, top ten, etc.? Um, I think he's going to rank probably in, I think he's going to be right outside the top 10. I don't think he can do anything. Like right now, I believe he's right outside the top 10. And I don't think there's really anything he can do to like move up those ranks because I like, I don't know. I, I don't want to put too much emphasis on just being able to, oh, you need to have four or five, six rings, like that kind of thing. But if we're just keeping it a buck, like of all the players for the Golden State Warriors when they won those rings, KD gets the least amount of my credit because like they had won before he got there. So like and he's the one that joined them. It wasn't like they joined him. So they he joined them because they were a good team because they were a well-oiled machine. So I believe they could have won a ring or two like even without him there. So I I give them a lot more credit because I think they could have been competing anyways, but KD he he I think he escapes a lot of the criticisms that a lot of players do. Like, I saw Kawhi drop 41 points yesterday or two days ago, and he was being, like, put through the machine for apparently not playing good enough. Uh, But KD has, like, been able to escape that because he's always been on stacked teams everywhere he's been. Like, he and OKC, they were extremely talented, especially the year they lost to Golden State after losing that 3-1 lead. Uh, He was on, obviously, Golden State, one of the best teams, if not the best team ever. And now he's in Brooklyn, who is the odds-on favorite with James Harden and Kyrie Irving, and apparently the the revival of Blake Griffin. So I I think he's right outside the top ten. I just don't think there's really anything. The only thing he can for me to prove to get him into the top ten is like go somewhere and win or be successful. Doesn't even have to win a championship. Just be like extremely successful, make the finals as like not with a dream team around you, I guess. So yeah, that's my answer to that one. So. When we come back, we're going to continue with the mailbag and answer all your guys' questions. But first off, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Rock Auto. You ever need a part for your car, head to the store, go through a ton of confusing questioning just for one of the workers to tell you that they don't have the part that you're looking for? I know I have. That's why you should avoid all these problems and rock with another one of our sponsors, rockauto.com. Find whatever part you're looking for on your computer or in your hand by using rockauto.com. Don't worry about having to create an account or making a membership. Just head over to rockauto.com and start shopping. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest, most reliable prices. Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. And we are going to continue the mailbag questions. Like I said, leaving off with that last question about Katie. Uh, you guys can ask me literally anything. It doesn't have to be only Pistons. I know the majority of the questions are going to be about the Pistons, and this is a Pistons podcast, so obviously I have no issue with that. But if you guys do want to ask me anything else, you can ask me anything else about the NBA, about, like, you guys control and talk about life. You guys can literally ask me questions about a different sport, or you guys can ask me, like, just joking questions, something about my personal life, something about me. Like, literally, you guys can ask anything you want. Uh, but I understand the majority of the Pistons are going to be Pistons ones. I'm just saying, if you wanted to ask something else, feel free to do it. Uh, but the next question is going to be from the laundry room GM. He says, generations, who would be more effective off our bench in 2021? Corliss Williamson, Jason Maxiel, or Greg Monroe, 
all at their respective peaks. So this is the thing. I, I'm going to pick this by default. I didn't really get to watch Corliss Williamson at all growing up because, like I said, I'm pretty young, so he was, like, doing his thing when I was, like, six years old, so I didn't really get to watch him. But I did get to watch the other two, and I just don't think the other two are really good at all. Uh, Jason Maxier I don't think is very good at all. And Greg Monroe was decent at his peak, I guess, but I guess a lot of people, a lot of people would say that even at his peak, he wasn't really good. He just put numbers on a bad team. I would somewhat disagree with that. But I think in this era, in 21, since you specifically said to talk about 2021, uh, I don't think Greg Monroe's game would fit in 2021, which is obviously why he's out the league. So I'm going to have to pick Corliss Williamson simply from default because he just seems like probably the best player anyways uh, out of the three. And yeah, Greg Monroe just wouldn't fit in 2021. So yeah, I I, I think it's just by default, Corliss Williamson would be the most effective off the bench in 2021. And Corliss Williamson literally won a sixth man of the year. So, I mean, I think that should answer for itself that he would be the best off the bench. He literally won an award for being the best off the bench. So, yeah, I think that's the answer to that question. Next one is from Derek Brooks. He says, as a variation to allow Pistons Twitter bringing up us not picking the likes of uh, Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker, etc. What NBA draft night made you feel like the Pistons made a huge mistake? Don't name who they should have taken, just who you, made you the most upset. For me, it was Henry Ellison. So this one, I, when I first saw it and I first was thinking about it, I couldn't really think of one. But then, like, all it took was a couple more minutes. And then I really remembered one that really made me upset. And I think I was like, this one happened. So I think I would be around 14 years old. I think I was 14 years old when this one happened. And it was when the Pistons drafted KCP over Trey Burke. And it was because, obviously, Trey Burke went to Michigan, and that was probably the only season I've ever actually sat and watched uh, college basketball. I really love that Michigan team. I, I Actually, that is the only season I actually sat through and watched a lot of college basketball and just watched that Michigan team. I really liked Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, etc. So I really wanted the Pistons to draft Trey Burke. Like, as soon as he fell to us, I thought it was a done deal. He's going to Detroit. He's coming home. This is about to be amazing, blah, blah, blah. And then they drafted Contavious Caldwell Pope, and I was utterly pissed. I want—I mean, I think I might even like if we went on Twitter, you could probably look up like tweets of me like probably spazzing on Twitter as a kid, talking about how stupid it was that we didn't draft Trey Burke and whatever. But obviously, I mean, Trey Burke's kind of bounced back after an early like disappointing few years, but he's kind of bounced back as a decent role player now, which is really cool to see. But I think we can comfortably say that KCP probably has had a better career than him. And honestly, I don't think either of them were the right pick. I'm pretty sure Giannis was in that draft. So, I, I, yeah, there you go with that. I, they, neither of them were the right pick, but I definitely was furious about um, KCP getting drafted over Trey Burke. That's who I really wanted. I was really angry about that. Outside of that, I don't think there's ever been one when I've been like really mad about our pick because I don't really know much about the college prospects. That's the only time I've ever like known a player before then and really wanted him and didn't get him. So, yeah, that's the one I would say. Next one is going to be from Killian Them Smoothly. That is a fun name. That is a cool name. He says, For a man whose clip is always empty, I refuse to believe Weaver isn't trying to trade for another first in this draft. What combination of our seconds, 37, 42, and 52, and players, Josh, Seku, Plumley, come to mind? Do you think I'm most likely to be dealt and for what pick range? So, I believe that... First of all, I want to say I agree with you. I'm not going to rule out that he gets another first-round pick in this draft. I'm not going to rule out that he makes multiple trades before the draft or even on draft night. Uh, he He's made it very clear that he's going to be aggressive. We've seen that he's going to be very aggressive, so I'm not ruling out anything from him. So I agree with you. Uh, as far as 
what I would predict would happen. Um, I, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I think Seku is safe for uh, for at least till the beginning of the season. I, I'm, I I just think that it makes more sense to keep him and let him prove this next season and see if you have something there than to give him up once you finally got through the tough stages. And it seems like that he ended the season on a really high note. So I think they're going to keep him to at least the beginning of the season, see what he looks like and see if he's really taking a big step or not. Um, Josh, I, he could get traded. Um, but I think the best one, the most likely one to be traded of the bunch is Mason Plumley probably. Uh, but honestly, I don't think either, none of those guys will be traded. I think they, the most likely thing I could see is like them putting a, a bunch of their seconds together, like 37 and 42, and then trading for like a 25 to 30 range, maybe, or maybe like 37 and, a player, maybe 37 and Plumley to move up to like the top 20 picks or something, something like that. So I, I the most likely one I think is to stack two of these second round picks together and just get a late first round, first round one. I think that is uh, the most realistic one in my head right now. As of right now, uh, like you said, though, Troy Rivers clip is always empty. So I'm not going to be shocked if like something bigger happens, like he trades multiple players or multiple picks or whatever to move up and get another high pick. So who knows? But me not being in Troy Reaver's head, I'm going to assume the most realistic and safe outcome would be to trade multiple seconds and just move into the late first round. So that's my prediction. Uh, next one is going to be from Jeff Koenig. He says, who's your all-time favorite Piston? Just kidding. He knows who that is. That's why he's saying that. He doesn't really want to hear that. <laughs> but he says, what chance do you give the Bucks at being the Brooklyn Nets should the series happen in round two? So this is the thing. I... I'm going to say I don't give them much of a chance because I just think the Brooklyn Nets are too stacked on offense. Like it's it's absurd how stacked they are, and I I really just don't see how any team is going to be able to beat them. They legit have like three MVP type players on their team. I'm not very I'm not the highest person on Kyrie, so I, I guess you could say two and a half MVP level type players. But Kyrie is an absolute scorer. So and I, I think now that he doesn't have to really worry about playmaking or passing the ball much. Uh, he can just focus on that, obviously, like he did with LeBron, which is going to unlock him to be even better in the playoffs. And then, obviously, they got KD and James Harden. So it's like I, I just and, and also Blake Griffin's playing really well for them now. Uh, Joe Harris is really good. Bruce Brown has been good for them. Uh, Claxton's been decent for them. Like it's just they, they're they're extremely deep and and they're just extremely talented on their team. And they're not only are they deep or or it seems like they're pretty deep. They also are pretty top-heavy as well. So I, I just don't see how any team beats them. The only thing I will say is that I think I think Milwaukee is going to cause them possibly the most fits, maybe, them and Philadelphia, simply because I think Giannis is going to destroy them. Uh, he last The last performance I remember him going against them, I believe he dropped 40-plus against them. I believe he dropped 47 or something. He dominated them. I think Brooklyn or uh, Milwaukee won that game. Now, I don't think that's going to happen in the playoffs with them winning, but I do think Giannis, once he finally gets past Miami, which I, I think they're going to do, um, once he gets to Brooklyn, I think he's going to just dominate and have so, like, his numbers are going to look absurd against them. I don't think they're going to be able to stop him, but I don't think it's going to matter. I think Brooklyn is still going to win and probably, like, I don't know, like, to be respectful, I'll say six. But, like, I feel like if Brooklyn, like, really tried and just, like, didn't troll, I, I, I honestly feel like Brooklyn could probably just, like, steamroll to the finals if they really just wanted to and didn't want to take any games off. Like, that's how stacked offensively I think they are. So I just – I don't see how they're really going to lose. So, no, I don't think the Bucks really have a chance at beating them. But when we come back, we're going to continue the Millback podcast and continue to answer all of your guys' questions that you guys sent in. But 
before we get to that, let me tell you about a few more of our sponsors. One of them, BetOnline AG. Betting is now legal in Michigan, and if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there was one problem I ran into. There's just so many different apps to bet through. Which betting app is the best to use? Which one is the best for me? That's when I found BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season might be over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL are still in full swing. If you want to take your adventures beyond sports, however, BetOnline has you covered there too. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, things I didn't even know you could bet on. BetOnline has real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. BetOnline is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head over to BetOnline now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Another one of our sponsors, your guys' favorite sponsor, Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar on the planet Earth comes with a variety of flavors, including six new flavors and caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All flavors are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calorie and sugar, but high in protein and fiber. A flavor I'd suggest is the peanut butter flavor, which one of you guys sent me that you guys actually bought, which is super cool. It's packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. So go try the Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Anyways, now we can continue on with the mailbag and answer all of you guys' questions. This one is from Seku Stan. Actually, it's not a question. He says, not a question for the mailbag, but I was listening to the podcast and figured I'd give it one shot in here to help you sleep at night. And it's a screenshot of him doing the lottery simulator. And if you guys remember, on the last podcast I recorded, the Pistons fell to sixth again, which is like the third time they've done that on this podcast when I've done the lottery simulator. So he did the lottery simulator and sent me a screenshot of the Pistons getting the first pick. So finally, we got some good luck. Finally, we got some good vibes going, some positive energy. Thank you, Seku Stan, man. Thank you. We, we needed that over here on the podcast, man. It's been a struggle over here. We're, we're, it's been a struggle, man. We've gotten six too many times. We've fallen too many times when I've done it. Maybe I should just stay away from it. I'm just bad luck. I Just go ahead and stay away from it completely. So, But anyways, next question, it will be from Marquise. He says, this is a long question. I like this one. I, when I read it, I like this one, but I'm going to twist it in, into a different way. But you guys will see what I'm saying. He says, I listen on Spotify every day. That's super dope, man. Thank you for listening all the time. He says, I couldn't find where to send you my bill bag Wednesday, so here you go. But my question is, say we get what we deserve, a star in the upcoming draft, and everyone continues to develop tremendously. What former players do Troy Weaver go out and try to get to help make a playoff run and what former Pistons would you like to see win a championship with them if they made a run? So I don't think even if the Pistons got a star and everyone made, uh, everyone developed tremendously, the Pistons would even be close at running for a championship. Uh, maybe they could like make it to the playoffs like as a as a lower seed, which would be cool. But I don't think they'd ever like be close to a championship run at all, no matter if what you said happened. So, but I will. I like the question. Could I can twist it into a different way. So instead of telling you Piston players, I'd like to see them recruit and then run for a championship with the Pistons. I can tell you about some former Pistons that are currently in the playoffs that I'm rooting for to win a championship. Um, there's two P- former Piston players that I'm really rooting for to play well. 
First one is Bruce Brown, simply because I was right about him and everyone told me he was a bad player. I even had some of the beat writers tell me, James Edwards told me that like, Koo, he's not that big of a deal, man, you're just a stand, blah, blah. I had a few other people also tell me that he's just not that good of a player. He, he's just simply bad. You shouldn't be caring about that. And he's completely proved me right. He's not bad. He's a good player. And the Pistons shouldn't have traded him. That's the one move that Troy Reaver's done that I'm, I'll continue to just be like, what the hell, why'd you do it? But anyways, Bruce Brown, I'm, I still really like Bruce. I'm really a fan of his still. So I hope he continues to have a good playoff run with the Brooklyn Nets. And if they win a championship, it would be dope to see him win it. And the second person is Andre Drummond, which, by the way, Andre Drummond has been getting all this flack on Twitter and everyone's just been beating him up in the playoffs so far. And one of the a real popular NBA uh, NBA Twitter writer, uh, he's extremely popular and respected in, in the community. And he's, I believe he writes over at Dime Uprocks, I believe. Uh, his name is Jackson Frank. He tweeted out, and now mind you, this dude has not been, I've, I've gotten into arguments with him before about Andre Drummond in the past. And he tweeted out talking about how Andre Drummond has been really has been good in this series. He doesn't really get why everyone's just beating him up all the time. It's just because he's the punching bag. Like AD plays like trash, they blame Drummond. He's in the way. Uh, Drummond's off the floor. AD plays like trash. Oh, it's because he's having the the side effects from being next to Drummond. It's like everything that gets blamed to Drummond. I don't get it. But he's having a really good playoffs. I think. I think he's playing pretty well. I, I it is what it is. So if the Lakers were to, so I, I picked the Suns to beat the Lakers before the series. But now the CP3 is basically playing with one arm. I think LA is going to easily win. So, but it, what will make it even better is if Andre was a key reason why they won, and they end up making the finals because Andre's playing really well, which would really be cool. I'm really hoping that happens. I'm rooting for him. I really like Andre. He's a great person, great man, and I, I and I don't know. I I grew up with him as one of the only Piston players to actually turn out good after the draft. So that's probably why I really like him as much. I got to watch him grow up and be great in the community and accept Detroit. So. Basically, I'm rooting for Bruce, and I'm really rooting for Andre. I really hope he has a good playoffs and has some success, both individually and team-wise. But anyways, let's move on to the next question. I believe this is the final question that was sent in. This one is by, hold on, he has an emoji as his username, so I have to click his at. His at is WTB. He says, if Detroit gets picked two or three and drafts Mobley, what would be the realistic trade target to try to land Mason Plumley? Um, I, I we kind of talked about this on a few podcasts ago. It was when we were talking. I think it was like towards the end of the season, a few weeks ago. We were talking about Isaiah Stewart and Mason Plumlee together, and I kind of talked about this. And I, I'll just say the same thing here. Even though the Pistons draft Evan Mobley, I, I don't see. I still don't see why the Pistons would have to give it to Mason Plumlee. I think Mason Plumlee had a, a career year here for the Pistons. He had two triple doubles, obviously, but he hit some career highs across the board. He played really well for the Pistons. I, I don't think he's that bad for his contract. I, I honestly feel like he's fine. And I think he's a really good veteran to have around. He's he's a good roller, a good a decent lap threat for Killian Hayes and whoever else is going to start running the pick and roll if the Pistons draft another guard. But either way, I think Mason Plumlee's steady. So even if the Pistons draft Evan Mobley, Evan Mo- from what I've heard from people and what I've listened to and what I've read, he shouldn't really be playing the five out the gate because he's not going to be strong enough. So, like, you could play him next to Isaiah Stewart or you could play him next to Mason Plumley. And I don't think Mason Plumley would be, like, at some point if the Pistons decided, hey, we want to go ahead and start Isaiah Stewart. I don't think they have Dwayne Casey went to Mason Plumley. He's like, hey, Mason, uh, we're going to go ahead and make a different different direction here. I think it's time for us to go with Isaiah Stewart moving forward for this uh, for the young guys, for the young movement, for the – for the future of this franchise, I think it's time. I think he's earned it. We're going to go ahead and start bringing you off the bench. 
I don't think Mason Plumlee is, at least from what I've seen, I don't think he, he'll have that big of an issue with it. He's getting paid pretty good money. And I think the Pistons will still play him decently amount of minutes. And what I, so I, I don't really see the, the need to move him. I, even if they draft Mobley, I, I would be okay with him staying here. I think he's a steady veteran and a pretty good player, honestly. So, But if they did try to trade him, uh, I think it would have to be a scenario. It depends because we don't know like where the moving pieces are going and what trades will happen or whatever. So we'll have to wait to the offseason to really see. But the scenario which I could see him being traded, it's kind of like the one with Brooklyn when it's like, a contender like has like a lot of talent, a lot of like uh, guards or wings, whatever, and they just need a center who's like smart. Uh, he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. A pretty decent player, not amazing, but de- a pretty decent player, and he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. Which I I thought Brooklyn would actually make a real run at Mason Plumlee. I don't know why they didn't. They ended up with Blake. I think Blake is playing five for them. I've seen that happen for the last two games. I don't know if they're eventually going to change that with matchups, but I've seen him start the five, but. I think that's the scenario where you'll see Mason Plumlee trade if a, if a, a contender gets loses a center or something, or if a contender is made with a team, like they make a trade for a star, and now they don't have much cap room and they don't have much uh, capital to like to make like necessary moves to get another star center, they go after someone like Mason Plumlee. I think that's where you'll see that happen. But if I'm making a prediction, I don't think Mason Plumlee is going to be traded. I think he's going to stay here. He's a reliable veteran. He's a decent player, pretty good player, and... I think he fits here. I think I think he's he's cool here, and I, I, I think he fits. So I don't think Mason Plumlee gets moved even if they draft Evan Mobley. So I believe that is the end of all the questions you guys sent in. Um, actually, one of you guys asked me a question about a prospect. I can't find it, but uh, I don't know who the hell that prospect was. Uh, I, like I've said, I'm not a big college guy. So I think it's this dude out of Michigan that just like declared for the draft. I believe that's who it was. Uh, but I don't know who, anything about him. You guys asked me where I thought he would rank or get drafted. Uh, I can't a- answer that question. I, I don't know at all. I have no clue who he is. I have no no, no clue about like how my a mock draft or whatever. I have nothing to say about that. So can't answer that one. So outside of that, I think I've answered every question. Um, this is your guys' first announcement to send in, or second announcement. I gave it earlier in the podcast. So second announcement to send in your submissions for the Kool-Aid segment tomorrow. Once again, I want to apologize for missing Wednesday. But like I said, I was just, I was really out of energy due to the second shot. So, but we're going to continue marching forward. We're all okay now. We're going to continue to record podcasts daily for this, this Locked On Network. And I'll see you guys on Friday for the Kool-Aid segment. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day, and I will see you guys then. Peace out, everybody.